If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Today's guest is Christine Thompson. Christine's got extensive experience working with horses including roles in Australia and the UK as Sports Development Officer for an equestrian organisation. She's been a riding coach, equine instructor, assessor, um, she's an equine course manager at university level, education officer for the RSPCA. She's owned horses for many years and understands the requirement of multiple disciplines within the equestrian sport, the fitness and training schedules, and the importance of maintaining horses' peak physical and mental condition, whether you're riding for pleasure or at an elite level. Christine's qualifications, she's got a Bachelor in Honours in Equine Science. She's Postgraduate Certificate in Equine Science. She's Equinology Equine Body Worker. She's also a Certified Equitate Practitioner. She's a member of the Equine Therapies Association of Australia. She has a BHS AI, Cert 4 in Workplace Training and Assessment, and Certificate in Photonic Red Light Therapy which was in progress, we might talk about that as well, and um, whole body relaxation, massage. That's, uh, you know, a real specialist field. I think you've got there, Christine, haven't you, with equine muscle matters is your business. How are you anyway? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's um, been a long, long journey to get to where I am and, um, yeah, lots of different qualifications and learnings along the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying where I, where I am now and what I'm, I'm doing. Now, this equinology equine body worker, is that how you pronounce it, equinology? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just tell us quickly about that as well. I, I haven't heard of that one. So um, it's primarily, um, well, I mean, they're now an international company. I uh, started off in America, I believe. So I did my training with them in the UK um, shortly after I left university. So it's essentially um, an equine sports massage mm-hmm. course. Um, yep very intensive and nine days of you know on hand training with horses plus homework in the evening pre-course reading um and then lots of case studies afterwards that you needed to submit so yep. you know it's a really good really good course um mm-hmm. like lots of anatomy and you know, massage techniques so it was a really good starting point for my massage career good good now, Christine, just tell us about your favourite quote. What is your favourite quote and tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so my, my favourite quote is, to succeed you must first improve, to improve you must first practice, to practice you must first learn, and to learn you must first fail. And then somebody I know also added in, to fail you must first try. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably one of my favourite quotes just because, yeah, I think it goes for everybody. I know I can be a little bit of a perfectionist and hold off trying anything until I perfect it. But do you know what? We're never going to perfect anything unless we actually get out there and, and do it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you, you know, sometimes just giving it a try and failing a few times. You know, when we all start riding, 
none of us are brilliant, none of us. You know, we all start, we've still got to learn to rise to the trot and, you know, do quite a few basics like that. So you shouldn't be looking around at all the good riders. You should just go, right, well, they were when I am, you know, that once they were where I am now and they've they've continued to improve so I can continue to improve. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and I don't even think of it now as, as failing. It's just if, every time you learn something new, so, you know, every horse you ride teaches you something new. Yep. Um, every horse that I see as a massage therapist teaches me something teaches me something new. So, you know, it's, you know, forever a, an ongoing process of learning and improving. Yeah, yeah. Christine, tell me about your very first memories with horses. You know, if you've got a particular day that you remember where you met a horse or the first time you rode or anything like that? Um, so one of my very early memories, so I wasn't one of the, the kids that started riding, you know, as soon as they could walk. I was probably about seven or eight, I think, when I really first started horse riding. Um, and yeah, I, I learned to ride at a local riding school. And one of my first memories is um, probably of a horse called Dandy, who was um, quite a character. And to get him to go faster, you had to blow raspberries. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, riding around, blowing raspberries to, to get this horse to... Um, to, to go faster than he was going. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people that don't understand horses don't have horses. You know, they drive, they just drive past or walk past and go, I don't understand that girl. She, you know, blows raspberries all the time. They wouldn't understand why you were doing it. You know, as a horse person, I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was all good unless you were also in the arena with the horse that was scared of people blowing raspberries. That, that could, that <laughs> Oh, okay. Now, this career you've got with horses, you know, it's a little bit different, which is great because I think that the horse industry is expanding into lots of different areas, lots of different careers and different career paths. Were you always going to work with horses, you know? Were you always, because you went to uni, but you went to uni and did equine science and then you did some post-grad work as well. So all related to horses and getting a a job within the industry, was that always going to be or did you have a particular time that you said, no, I'm going to work with horses? It was probably always going to, to be working with horses. Um, I remember when I was much younger, I wanted to be in the mounted police and then I wanted to be a vet. Um, and then from the age of about 14 or 15, I knew that it was my aim to go to university, study something to do with horses and, and make that um, a career. So at that stage, I started training for my um, for the British Horse Society exams. So as soon as I was old enough, started taking those exams, then went through the, um, the coaching exams with the British Horse Society. So I had that um, something that I did before and during university. I, I think that, that um, you know, you're saying about coaching qualifications, but as a massage therapist, just having that bit of credibility behind you, I'm sure would be good. You know, that, that you can not just be looking at it from a massage therapist point of view, but you can also be looking at it from an instructor point of view and I think get a better idea of what's required. Do you agree with that? Do you think yeah. it has complemented oh. you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, a lot of the time people will have problems that they 
that are happening while they're riding. So it's really good to have that background mm. and be able to look at the horse and understand what's going on with the horse and the rider because yes. obviously the rider influences a lot with, with the horse as well. And, and that's part of the reason why I then um, recently did the, the human massage courses because I really want to help the horses and the riders. Um, and then more recently, I've really become um, far more interested in equine biomechanics. And again, yep. the coaching background is really benefiting me there. So looking at the horses and having that background, but now having a, a real eye on the biomechanics of the horse and the rider and being able to coach the, the rider in what to do to improve the horse's way of going yep. from a biomechanics and therapist point of view. Yes, yes. And I like the way you, you study the whole of the horse, not just one area but the whole and, and how everything is related to each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and, and everything is related. And, you know, I, I work with lots of other experts in their field and, you know, it, it is the whole horse. You know, I can't work on the horse unless they've also got, a, you know, a good farrier working on the horse mm -hmm. or you know, the horse has got good nutrition and, you know, the saddle fits correctly and, while I know enough about all of those to be able to guide people, I'm not an expert in barriery or saddle fitting, so I can then direct people to where they need to go to, to get those things looked at as well. Yeah, yeah. So talking about other experts and, and people working with horses, what do you think, you know, because there are, as we said, quite a few different areas where you can work with horses, but what do you think are the core skills or the character traits that someone needs to start that horse career journey? I think anybody that wants to work in horses, whatever whatever part of the equine industry they want to work in, you know, being a hard worker, being determined to succeed is you know, really important. You know, let's face it, it's not an easy career working with horses. Um, probably slightly easier over here in Australia than in England, getting up at, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning in the middle of winter when it's freezing cold or, or raining. Yes. <laughs> yeah, at least you have the sunshine. So, yeah, so they're, they're really important to me. Mm -hmm. um, you always need a sense of humour with horses. You know, things go wrong and you have to be able to, to laugh it off. You definitely need patience. And, you know, probably, I mean, one of my biggest values is integrity. So, yeah, always doing the right thing even when, nobody's looking and yeah, I think that's really important value to have generally but you know, really important with horses that you're always putting the horse first and you know they, they're always number one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. What do you think is the best thing about working in the horse industry and working with horses? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, I think we all go into the industry because we love horses and we love working with them. And yeah, every horse I meet is different and they have such different personalities. But the people are, are what make the industry as well. And you know, all of my closest friends are people that I've met through the equine industry. Um, and you know, the, they will be lifelong friends. You know, we all have the same values, the same goals um and it, you know, everyone is just so passionate about the sport or you know the part of the industry that they're in so you know yes the horses are are great but you know, the, the people are also absolutely fantastic as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what about people people who've influenced you and been pivotal 
in your career, you know, make help you make decisions who've influenced you and helped you and guided you along the way? Anyone you'd like to mention? Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously there's lots of people. Um, as you know, I've had quite a varied career, so there's been people that have influenced all of those different pathways throughout my career. But I guess my biggest influence was my very first riding coach. So she was my coach from the time I was seven or eight through till I was probably my mid-20s and okay. finally moved away from the town that I grew up in. Um she was the person that taught me everything that I, I knew about horses initially. She lent me one of her horses to go out competing, and she, she took me out competing pretty much every weekend during the summer. Um, so, yeah, I, I, well, let's say I, I probably wouldn't be in the industry if it wasn't for her, her, her passion and um, knowledge for, for the sport um, is what really drove me to want to learn more and she always pushed me to improve myself she was the one that really pushed me to then um you know follow the equine pathway into to university and I always ask questions um anyway you know, my, my parents as well my parents aren't horsey um people um they've probably only recently really even handled horses since I've had the horses at my house um before that you know, they've always been very supportive, you know, taken me wherever I needed to go, done whatever they needed to do to, to enable me to go out competing and, and keep the horses. Um, but especially growing up in the UK, um, the majority of horses and you know, all of my horses were either kept um, at adjustments or wherever I was working. So, but yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can't, can't do it without your parents, can you? <laughs> Yeah. What I like about this is, you know, you talked about your first riding instructor, how they were, you know, passionate and involved in the industry and how they influenced you because I think that, you know, and this is to the listeners who might be thinking, well, I'm not going to go on and become an international superstar, but even as a riding instructor, you're still there in like a mentor-type position where you really can influence a lot of people and, you know, if you've got that passion for the industry... And you can help people. You never know, you know, that that little sort of kid that you're teaching how to go around and hold the reins and getting ready for their first canter and things like that. Um, you never know where they're going to go and what influence you're going to be on them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's always really special when somebody says that you made a, a, a big difference for them or, you know, they still remember you. I, I know on Facebook probably only about a week ago, um, Somebody from from the UK actually commented on one of my posts and said, um, "You were my daughter's first riding instructor, yeah. and she still remembers you and talks about you." And that was twenty years ago that you wow. taught her to ride. Wow, that's good, so, yeah, isn't it? Still really yeah. old, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about horses, here, Christine? You know, have there been any particular horses or a particular horse that you think's influenced you more than others? Uh, I mean, look, probably like most most therapists that I know we come into the industry because of certain horses having you know problems or issues and every horse teaches us something a little bit different um but yeah I've had a couple of really special horses um Gwillem who was my first real pony um he was quite a character he taught me a huge amount so I did all all the different sports on him yeah I, I showed him I um 
invented, you know, 100 trials over in the UK, um, jumping, polo cross. So, yeah, we, we went out and we did absolutely everything. And uh, he, he wasn't always the best. He was a pony that was absolutely fine as long as he was with other horses but would not go a nose in front of another horse. So you're never going to win anything mm-hmm. <laughs> if, yes. if it involved racing because, you know, couldn't couldn't possibly go that that nose in front to beat someone else to the, the finish line. But um, yeah, he was very quirky. Um, we spent quite a lot of time going backwards if he didn't want to do something. So mm-hmm. he taught me a lot of a lot of patience. And then another horse that I had, who was probably one of the first horses that really got me into the sort of the rehabilitation side of things. And he his name was Remelan, um, an ex point pointer. So I had a lot of fun with him. He was very different, big, um, you know, thoroughbred, chunky. Um, certainly had a good gallop on him. Remember, you know, taking him down the, the beach, and you'd really feel him change gear when, you know, when the, you allowed him to to take that open space. Um, so yeah, yeah, and yeah, I suppose I should mention my current horse because you know she's she's perfect. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's her name? Dolly. Okay, okay. Yeah, she is an off-the-track star. Okay. Thinking about the career that you've had and, you know, still have, what do you think has been your proudest moment within that career? Um, every, every time I manage to get a horse to a, you know, a point where they're able to be ridden or do whatever it is that the owner wants them to do is a really proud moment for me, you know, as a a therapist, you quite often see horses where they've had injuries, not sure if the horse will ever be ridden again or compete to the level that the owner wanted to, to compete at. So you know, that's always absolutely fantastic. Um, some of my proudest moments within my whole sporting career were probably when I was a bit younger, I was um I was part of a vaulting team and also competed individually in the part of the earth. So um, we're actually you know, quite successful as a, as a team, uh, crowned national champions in, in the UK for a few years running and had quite good success with that individually and as a part of the earth as well. So, yeah, that's really special because you, you work really closely with the other people in the team. Um it's not just you going out on your horse. You know, there's oh, there was eight of us in the team and up to three of us actually on the horse at any one time. So, you know, had to be really close and really trust each other mm-hmm. and to then have success and, you obviously trust the horse as well. So, yeah, so, so they were some really special moments from, from my competitive career. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you normally think that um, – everything you do with horses is a team, you know, so it's a team competition because it's you and your horse. Mm-hmm. But when you've got, you know, the, the vaulter, the lunger, plus everyone that's, um, you know, the vaulting horse, the lunger, plus the, the three people or, you know, whoever are all working together, um, it really is teamwork, isn't it? Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. And, you yeah. know, you can't do, you can't actually um, perform unless you really trust Everybody else that's in the team, you know, the, the lunger has to know your routine down pat so that she can ensure that the horse is keeping an even rhythm when you're you know, dismounting or you know, doing a slip or lifting somebody up above your head, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, the, the flyer, who is the, you know, generally the smaller person that gets thrown around a little bit yeah, up in the yeah. air, they 
you have to really trust the people that are, are doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is true teamwork. Sure. Good. Good. What do you think has been your biggest challenge? Is there, is there still a challenge? Because it's a, it's a career that's a bit different. It's a treatment that's a bit different. You know, I'm just thinking, like, go back 100 years and everyone would have laughed at you, but it's a lot more <laughs> widely accepted now. You know, have you had challenges within the career that you've got with people not accepting or has there been another challenge that you've got to talk, you'd like to talk about? Oh, look, I mean, you always get people that, not necessarily that don't accept what I do, but that don't feel that it's um, an important part of their horse's care. And there are so many different complementary therapies out there that everybody has their opinion about which one is is the better or the most effective. And it really can vary from horse to horse. So, you know, I, I guess I kind of take that with a, a bit of a you know, pinch of salt now if somebody says, no, massage is just airy-fairy, you know, touching the horse. Um, you know, my horse needs to see a X, Y, or Z. Um, so, you know, that, that's fine. I have... Um, a base of really good clients who are, are really dedicated to doing the exercises and you know the things I ask them to do in between the, when I see the horse and they've really seen good results from that. Um, so you know, that's really good. I guess I don't have any major challenges other than fitting everything in, which I think is you know, common. <laughs> yes, thing yes, in, a time. In, thing. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. we all take on so much and. Um, yeah, it's always harder in winter with the slightly shorter days. Um, yeah. That that's the way it is. You know, trying to fit everything in. I'm I'm not really a morning person, so that's probably my biggest challenge: getting out of bed, <laughs> right okay. before first thing in the morning before yep. I start work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Christine, you see a lot of people and the way they care for their horse. Is there like a common theme across the horses that you see that you'd like to educate people? how to care for their horse a bit different, you know, a fault that they might be doing or just something that they could improve on? Um, I get it really does vary from horse to horse. Um, you know, every horse has different conformation, which changes how they're moving and some of the, the body work issues that we come across. But really it's, it's that routine care. So, you know, make sure you have routine body work. You know, prevention is better than cure. It's far easier for a therapist to come and see your horse every, you know, say every eight weeks and, you know, say, oh, your horse has actually you know, just got a bit of a decreased range of motion here or is a little bit sore here and to, to try and um, sort that problem out at that point rather than waiting until your horse is really sore and showing a lameness or... Yeah, some sort of behavioural issue. Um, horses are, as we all know, experts at masking how they're, they're feeling. And so a lot of the time, um, they don't actually show any signs of pain until it's really sore. So, you know, that, that routine body work is really important. And for the riders as well, um, you know, Lots of riders are very good at taking care of their horses, not so good at taking care of themselves. Yes, yes. As as a rider, you have a really big influence on your horse, and if you're slightly crooked in your body, then you're going to be putting extra weight on one side of the horse's body, and you could be actually causing some of those sore spots on your horse. So, yeah, yeah, make sure that 
you tr- you know treat your body as well as you treat your horses. Okay, okay, it's certainly something to think about. You know, you you do we look after the horses and get their diets right and make sure that you know they've got the best bedding and everything else. But we've really got to look after ourselves as well. Yeah, and then we stop off at McDonald's on the way home. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one. Have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. What about um, books? Have you got a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners just to complement their training, to complement their education? Yeah, I mean, look, really any anatomy book is is absolutely fantastic. There's lots of different ones out there. Um some of the horses inside out books are, are really um, easy to understand and really give a good understanding of that. And I think it's really important as riders to have a basic understanding of how your horse's body functions so that you know why you're training your horse in a certain way and the impact it can have. Um, and one of my all time favorite books is an autobiography. It's actually um, Pippa Funnel's autobiography. So it's a few years old now. Um, but I really loved that book and it's really stuck with me over the years because you know, reading it, I was amazed at how many setbacks she actually had. You know, the fact that she almost actually left the sport um, but managed to come up, overcome them and you know, had great success as an inventor. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what it's called? Um, I think it could just be called something like uh, Pippa Funnel Autobiography. <laughs> Okay, that's um, easy. <laughs> yeah, right. very easy title, I think. Yes, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's a few years old. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, she talked a lot about sports psychology and that side of things, which mm-hmm. at the time wasn't really very common. Um, yes. It's a lot more common for, for athletes or, you know, for horse riders, I guess, to consider themselves athletes now and go and see a sports psychologist or, you know, sports trainer and all of those things. So, you know, so for me, it really resonated with me that somebody who had, you know, achieved such fantastic results as an eventer um, had had really struggled with herself um, and her confidence, and yeah, say pretty much had decided to leave the sport, and then decided, no, I'm going to keep going, and yeah, cracked it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What are you looking forward to at the moment? I'm, I'm really enjoying at the moment growing the, the biomechanics coaching side of things. Yep. So, yeah, I really see value in that. For me, um, it's a really big um, part of equine bodywork. And uh, essentially, as a therapist, I see the horse every four weeks, every six weeks, every eight weeks, whatever that horse's routine is. But everything that the rider is doing in between has the biggest influence on the horse. So, you know, from a biomechanics side point of view, I'm really enjoying actually being able to coach those riders with how to improve their horse's way of going and seeing how that's then improving what I'm seeing a month later in terms of how the horse's muscles are responding to that. Yep, yep, good. So that's really exciting pathway that I'm, I'm looking forward to growing even more okay now just in a few sentences can you summarize your philosophy with horses oh gosh that's a, <laughs> a tricky one <laughs> um 
I mean, really, it's all about self-care or, you know, care of yourself, care of the horse. Um, you know, think about everything as a whole. We can't just isolate those little things. So you can't just think about nutrition and ignore everything else or, you know, have a wonderful saddle. But then, you know, the, the horse's feet um, haven't been trimmed for, you know, a, a while. So, you know, really think about that whole picture. Make sure you've got a really supportive team around you. Um, so, you know, just really take take care of yourself, take care of your horse. And, yeah, and that's really important for me. Don't forget, don't forget yourself as well. Um, you know, self-care, you know, we talk about, you know, massage and, and things like that but also just taking time out you know working with horses can be such a hectic um job um you know we spend all day you know working to earn the money to keep our own horses and then doing stuff with our horses in the evenings and the weekends and you know we all enjoy it but sometimes you just need a little bit of um time out as well so yeah. whatever it is that you have to do to so whether it's just going to the, the beach or, you know, watching a movie, don't feel guilty for doing that rather than yeah. <laughs> mucking yeah. out a stable. Okay, okay. Christine, how can people contact you? What's the best way? I've got a website, yes. so um, equinemucklematters.com.au. Yes. Um, email address is info at equinemucklematters.com.au um, and I've also got Facebook and Instagram um, pages. Um, both called Equine Muscle Matters. So, yeah, they can contact me through any of those. Yeah, um, yeah Facebook generally is, I guess, a medium that, that lots of people use and I try and post lots of things up on there that okay. hopefully are, are helpful to people. Good, good. And, Christine, we'll have those details on horsechats.com slash Christine Thompson or go to horsechats.com, search for Christine or search for Thompson. Christine, thank you very much for, for talking to us today. Um, lots of information and lots of information that we, we're sort of not really hearing. We have a broad variety of people and I think everyone's got a message that's just a little bit different, you know, because I think there's so much to learn about horses. It really doesn't hurt to just learn a bit from everyone, you know, so I'm sure our listeners would have got something out of, um, out of what you've been talking about today. Thank you. I hope so. Um, yeah, as you said, I think everybody can teach somebody something. So hopefully um, somebody listening has, has found something that's said useful. Okay. And hopefully we'll see you again soon, Christine, with something a little bit, you know, sort of rather than just a broad overview, but something a little bit more detailed. So thanks for coming today and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.